Do you feel that you need to keep secrets in your relationship or any other area of life? Today, we're talking about secrets, how it can affect you and your relationships. If you'd like to improve your relationship or find out how you can have a more fulfilling relationship, head over to therelationshipmaze.com and take our free conflict style quiz so you can discover your relationship argument style. Welcome to today's podcast and today we're talking about secrets. Yeah, so secrets, uh, of course, um, pop up a lot in the kind of work that we do. Um, we often have clients who talk about um, something and then they say, well, this is the first time I've ever mentioned this to anyone. And and they've, they've carried around a, a piece of information for many, many, many years that they feel they either have to hide away um, or they feel they can't share with anyone or they feel like they're protecting other people by not revealing this particular piece of information. So they feel like they have to keep this secret from everyone else. Yeah, so if you think about how if you hold on to secrets, how has that affected you in your relationships, whether that's in uh, relationships with your partner or family or friends? If it's things that you've needed to keep secret, you know, how has that affected you? Because for many people, it can be very challenging. Mm -hmm. It can be the end of relationships. Mm -hmm. Although I suppose there's also that distinction between you know, what really is a secret mm -hmm. and what is not saying certain things. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. they're all things we don't say to mm -hmm. each other because mm -hmm. we're not going to say absolutely everything. Yeah. But I suppose how do you define what is a secret that leads to that sort of guilt? Oh, yes, that's a really interesting point, isn't it? And I think they're also... There's that, and there's also this. The, there's something about the intention or the motivation for withholding information, um, because you can have a sort of you can have a sort of delicious secret. For example, you might be pregnant, you might be you know two months pregnant, and you're very excited about it, but you don't want everyone else to know yet. You want to tell them after three months when you know that the pregnancy is viable, etc. So that's a sort of that's your kind of secret that you revel in and that you enjoy yeah that's one form of secret and then there are the sort of secrets which are more to do with having to hide something because it's associated with um, something that's shameful for example that needs to be covered up yeah yeah and actually when you said about some of the secrets you keep because it's it's a positive thing mm -hmm. that can be challenging too i mean mm -hmm. like for example if you imagine you go and buy a gift for your partner and you travel somewhere to get this thing and uh, you spend a day away and you don't say where you were and you bought this really great gift and part of you is desperate to give this. But at the same time, you've got to wait two months. Mm -hmm. And in your mind, you're constantly thinking, oh, I really want to reveal a secret. Your partner's saying, well, where were you that day? And you make something up. Mm -hmm. And it's because you want it to be a surprise, mm -hmm. but it could lead to the end of a relationship. I mean, I've I've known this like, like I bought something for for you for a birthday, and uh, it's like past me really wants to say I've got this thing, and it's like a secret. And sometimes it's like I've got to keep this in because it's 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 a surprise. Yeah. And sometimes it, that can even be quite stressful. Mm. So yeah, so the so sort of coming back to your question there about what is a, a secret and what is kind of just not mentioning something. Or I think with secrets, uh, and I haven't really we haven't looked up a definition of what a secret is, but it's a sort of more uh, conscious 
uh, withholding of information, isn't it? You you have some information and you're quite concerned with absolutely making sure that somebody else doesn't have that information. I think that's what I kind of think of when I think of a secret. What's your association? Yes, well, I, I think that there is a bit of, there is a crossover. Mm. And I think the challenge is, you know, how much does it affect the other person as well? Mm. Will this affect them if they know or if they don't know? Mm. And sometimes things will affect people if you tell them, but actually will have no consequence in their life if you don't tell them. Mm. And this is the challenge. Mm. You know, this is the challenge that sometimes, you know, it could be something that's like, for example, your parents said about your partner. Mm. And you know that if you tell them, uh, first of all, you know, your partner would be really upset. It could affect how they feel about you. Mm. But it's what your parents said. And, you know, it's like, do you need to tell them that? Is, mm. it, is it in anyone's best interest to tell them? Mm. But at the same time, you feel upset about having been told this. Um, but, you know, what do you think? I mean, do you think this is something you need to share with your partner that potentially could be quite damaging to your relationship? I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on the situation and I think it depends on you. I think if it's burdensome, I think if you're sitting on a piece of information that is a real burden for you, that creates a lot of internal conflict or difficulty for you or can lead to relational difficulties, then maybe it does need to be brought out into the open. Um, But if it doesn't, then maybe there is no need. Well, I think there are some things as well that may be best spoken to a therapist. Yeah. Now, if it's something that you've done that may have betrayed your partner's trust, Mm -hmm. like, for example, in affairs or things like that, I Mm -hmm. think those are things that need to be brought out, need to be kind of Mm -hmm. spoken through and worked through. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's something about your past, like in the past you've done something you're really ashamed of. Mm -hmm. You've never told your partner, but you know that if you tell them this, it could affect how they see you. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, is and realistically it could affect it could affect the relationship as a whole because i've worked with people who mm. have been had their partner reveal something from their childhood and suddenly they feel they can't be with their partner so this is a challenge and i think mm. with some of these things is like well it doesn't nece- i don't know i don't feel it necessarily does affect your partner because it's not something in the time with them now mm. It's something you may need to speak to a therapist about. And that's why therapy is so useful is because you can work through things in a non-judgmental way with somebody who doesn't know you. Because there are certain things that we don't want to talk to with our family or friends because we know that we're going to be judged. It may affect the relationship. Mm. And there are some things, though, that may be important to bring up with our partner. It's that boundary of what is appropriate to talk about with our partner And where do we need to talk about things in therapy? And therapy can also help you really make that boundary clearer in terms of actually these are things you do need to discuss Mm -hmm. with the other person, Mm -hmm. as opposed to these are things that are kind of causing you upset from your past and need to be dealt with so that you can feel more comfortable in your relationship. Yeah, and I have encountered uh, what you've just described quite a lot uh, in, uh, in my work with clients that... That clients have um, have done something in the past and um, that they really regret now in in uh, the present tense. So they might have done something that they think uh, is not positive would uh, negatively affect their relationship, and they're sitting on it and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And the more years pass by, the bigger it gets, um, and it becomes this really big. Um, 
uh, sort of grey elephant in the room that uh, that overshadows uh, the current relationship. And there are lots of associated fantasies with that. Fantasies about like, oh my God, if my if my partner finds out uh, what I have done ten years ago, or whatever, they're never going to love me again. Um, that's the end of it. The relationship will end, etc. And from my perspective, uh, what is really interesting very often about these scenarios is that I think, well, I don't, I find it quite difficult often to understand why is this such a big deal? Yeah. For me, it sounds like a kind of minor thing that happened in the past, uh, something that might not be so awful or so bad. Uh, and I find it quite, you know, being an outsider, so to speak, not being in the client's psyche, I find it quite hard to understand why this is such a terrible thing. So I think what's, what's helpful then um, is to work this through with the client and to explore that and maybe to to consider themselves uh, in a different light, to come back to why did you make that decision at that point in time, uh, what led you to make that decision because what what the work is then is also for the client to develop a little bit more self compassion so to speak to understand why they made uh, the decision that they made then why they behaved in the way that they did uh, and to maybe kind of minimize the uh, the catastrophizing that's in the client's mind about something that they've done many years ago yeah I, I think it's also because there are times that it can affect. I have seen this with clients where actually a partner revealing something from their past has had a very serious implication. Right, so there are things okay. that can be more minor, but some things mm. more major. And I also think that, you know, what's happened in your past before you met your partner are things that we need to deal with ourselves internally. How you behave with your partner now is, mm. I think, what's most important to that relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can't change those things that we've done in the past, but we can change how we feel about them. And when we learn to kind of be more accepting of the choices we made in the past or sometimes, you know, situations that are imposed on us. So if we were abused when we were younger, sexually abused or physically abused in different ways, these sort of things that suddenly revealing in a relationship, we're worried about sharing with a partner, mm. which you know could have some implications. Yeah. These are things I think you know are important to speak to a therapist about before, and it's I don't you know some of these things we don't have to reveal everything mm-hmm. in a relationship because it's who we are right now I think that is most important, mm. and who we are as part of a relationship that we're in currently. Yeah, absolutely, and I think what was also really uh, impor- uh, important to bear in mind here is that secrets uh, are very often uh, driven by shame, as I said at the beginning. And shame is an incredibly powerful emotion and one of the most difficult emotions to stomach, I think, because it goes to the core of your sense of self. There is a a belief or a feeling here um, that you're somehow, that's something wrong with you, that there's something, a part of you that needs to be hidden away that other people must not see at all costs. So, um, So secrets very often relate to shame. So there might be Family secrets, for example, there might be secrets that about, you know, something that you've done in the past that you feel um, awful about. For example, very often this might relate to your younger self having some sexual experiences. That's something that I hear very often, that there is a regret about a sexual encounter that uh, a person might feel, I wish I'd never 
uh, agree to do this or I wish I'd never let myself into this situation, etc. So, for example, yeah, that's the sort of situation that generates a lot of shame. And shame can be quite crippling um, because shame can lead to uh, chronic anxiety, for example. It can lead to uh, a very low sense of self-worth or self-esteem. So shame is um, a, a feeling, um, an experience that can last for a long time and has really far-reaching consequences for your daily life. So, um, so if the secret generates this shame, then it's really quite helpful to unpack this. And, and as you rightly say, Tom, this has got to happen within the context of a, a safe environment where you feel safe to explore it with a person in front of you. So where the shame doesn't get magnified because somebody uh, judges you or you feel you're going to be judged by this person. So it's something that needs to be handled quite uh, delicately. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a distinction that's sometimes made between guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. uh, and guilt, are, guilt could be a more positive thing because guilt is you feel bad about something, you reflect on your choices, and as a result, you choose not to do it again. So mm -hmm. it's where you learn from something, mm -hmm. whereas shame is more about seeing yourself as worthless in some way. So it's mm -hmm. more internalized experience. Mm -hmm. And these are things that we really need to kind of work with with therapy mm -hmm. to help make our relationships better in the future. Mm, absolutely. Well, and I think also, um, I think what's what's interesting in terms of secrets is there's, they're often kind of uh, transgenerational as well. There's something that gets passed down the line in families. They're family secrets. There is, uh, for example, shame about that uncle who did something really awful um, that then affected the whole family. Or, um, you know, some other relative who's done something, who ended up in prison or um, has done something that's morally reprehensible. And then the whole family gets affected by that. So often also with secrets, it's quite useful to to explore that um, then in a, in a therapeutic uh, context to see how um, this one thing that needs to be covered up on behalf of all the family members can have such a huge impact on everyone. Yes, and I think actually just going back to some of the points in shame, I think part of transformation of shame, which again will often need to be worked through in therapy mm -hmm. or counselling, mm -hmm. is for me part of that recognition that, uh, and we talked about this in our podcast recently on freedom actually, mm -hmm. but it's that we make choices at the time, we make the best choices we can at that given time mm -hmm. based on the options that we feel are available to us. Mm -hmm. We might have done things that at the time we felt, well, I'll do this act with this person because I've, I think it will make them like me or make them love me. Mm -hmm. Even if it's something we don't want to do, mm -hmm. we might do it because we think it would be fun. Then realize, actually, no, we, this really would. This really isn't what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And then we feel shame. Yeah. We make those choices at the time because we have an idea of some sort of positive intention. We think it will be the right choice. Mm -hmm. But then we, it's about learning from that and knowing that actually, you know, we we didn't do this because we're not good enough, because we're unlovable or whatever it might be. We did it because at that time that we didn't have the knowledge, we didn't have the experience that we do now. Mm. Yes, or we might have acted on a false understanding of how we should respond in certain situations. We might react because of particular pressures. And again, I come back to this example because it's something that I hear so often in therapies 
um, encounter, sexual encounters, early sexual encounters where um, you kind of get involved with someone who doesn't actually offer you a very loving experience and it feels very humiliating or it might feel, um, you know, there might be this real sense of beating yourself up afterwards. Why did I do that? Why did I go along with this? Why did I even waste my time with this person who uh, treated me in such a bad way? So there's a lot of this, but it, you know, there's a lot of this shame associated, but it's often driven by this kind of pressure, um, this sort of pressure in certain situations, a pressure to go along or somebody else kind of egging you on, the other person really putting, exerting some pressure for you to kind of go along with uh, what you, you know, what you then later on live to regret. So, um, so often it's, it's that sense of, well, I should really, and often, and, and most of the time it's, again, it's because you're, you're acting on information that you haven't got yet because your, your sense of, your core sense of self might not be that strong enough, or you might not be, uh, quite so good at asserting yourself, or you might struggle to have clear boundaries in life because they might not have been set for you. You might not quite know what they are. So there's a lot of learning in all of this, isn't there? Yes, there is. And mm. and there's learning about, you know, from that, what how do we act differently in the future? Mm. How can we act in ways where we feel better about our choices, our decisions? Mm. And and I think also knowing this is maybe a little bit different, but I think it's related, is we have thoughts and thoughts are different from what we do. Mm -hmm. We all have weird thoughts at times. Mm -hmm. You know, we might have thoughts where our partner sometimes thinking like, oh, I wish, wish I could just leave them. I wish I'd just disappear. Or, you know, it could even be nasty thoughts like, oh, sometimes I wish I'd strangle them. Mm. But that's and, and that, like, yeah. that's not a good thought. But sometimes we have, sure. we have thoughts. Mm. And just remembering thoughts are thoughts. Mm -hmm. Thoughts are not you. They're random things that come from how stressed you are, how overloaded, things we've heard people say in the past. Mm -hmm. But it's what you do that really counts. Mm -hmm. It's the actions that you take. Thoughts do not make you a bad person. Thinking about yourself like, well, I should never have done that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make you a bad person. Mm -hmm. It's the thought that you're having. Absolutely. Um, there was just another thought as you were talking, it's kind of slightly unrelated, so I'm changing tack a little bit about um, secrets and also why you might be withholding information. Because I think a lot of the time, so it's not necessarily always about shame, but it's also because you feel you have to hold a secret in order to protect another person. So it's this idea that you don't want to burden the other person with uh, something. For example, you might have... Um, oh God, I'm thinking about a sort of extreme scenario. You might have a terminal illness and you might not want to tell other people about that um, because you feel like they couldn't, they couldn't cope with that. Or you might have a very severe disability that you might not want to share with other people because you don't, you don't want to burden them with, with, with your experience. Again, it's something that I've heard uh, clients express. Um, so at the same time, no, you know, you are aware of it. You're always aware of it. This is the reality in your life. You live with this uh, truth, um, and it's in the room. It's in the. You always have this awareness. There's something here that the other person doesn't know about me. That's actually really, really, really important in my life. So I'm not saying you have to share that secret, but you have to maybe also think about yourself here. And is it helpful? Do you always have to protect everyone from um, information um, that you think somebody else would not be able to stomach or cope with? 
Yes, I think of one situation uh, myself, just disclosing some things. Uh, like mm. <laughs> there was a time when I think I was in my 20s and I got a phone call from my mum and I, I was meant to go for a job interview that day. I'd been headhunted for this job. First time I'd ever been headhunted, so I was well, quite excited. Mm-hmm. And I got a phone call from my mum saying, oh, um, I think you need to come down. Uh, nothing big's happened, but I think you need to come down to see your dad. He's just gone into hospital. And I said, well, I've got this job interview. And she said, well, maybe, you, sh- you know, maybe you should come down. Yeah, it was nothing, nothing major. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to kind of like cover up. And it, to me, it sounds like there was nothing, you know, there was no real issue. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, why is she so determined for me to go down? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went down, it turned out my dad was on, basically was dying. Oh my God. He only had, by the time I got there, he only had an hour left. But my mum, at some level, was wanting to protect me Mm. from the pain of thinking my dad was seriously ill. Yeah. That he was. And actually, I could have totally missed going down there because I wasn't getting the message. Mm. You're sometimes um, holding those secrets back because we think we're protecting somebody in the long run can cause them more pain. Mm. And I've seen this with other families where parents are sometimes frightened to tell their children that there's something wrong with them mm. because they don't want them to worry. And that was the thing. My mum didn't want me to worry. Mm. But actually, you know, then it, it can have a huge consequence. Sometimes that little worry in, in the moment saves us more kind of upset or more regret later on. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting question, particularly with children or with younger children, how much you let them in on you mm. know, or how much you keep away from your children or how much you sort of safeguard yeah, with illnesses, etc. So I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here, but it's, it's just something to, um, to consider, isn't it, that um, the withholding of information sometimes can have quite devastating consequences as well. And also uh, for the other person, but also it's really hard, isn't it, to always keep everything in. Yeah. Or is it just me? I'm terrible at keeping secrets. No, it is really difficult. I mean, I was talking mm. about the gift thing earlier. Yeah. But I think also just going back to this point is, you know, if you did have, for example, if you were told you had three months left mm. and you think, well, I, do, I want to protect my child from worrying and not mm. tell them. And, but then suddenly you, you, you do die or you mm. kind of move on, however you want to phrase it, mm. you know, that regrets afterwards because that's three months that they could have had the choice to spend with you. Yeah. That's three months where you can have a relationship and build a different depth of relationship that might be closer than before. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, keeping secrets can deprive people of things rather than creating worry. It can create, you know, it can be a very important time. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, you know, sometimes holding see even good secrets can be difficult to hold on to sometimes. Mm. Yeah, it requires, I think it requires a lot of energy um, to withhold uh, information, so to speak, I think it um, can be quite exhausting to do that, and particularly if you feel you have to do that a lot of the time in lots of situations, and uh, and if it's information that's actually really that you consider to be really important, it can absolutely cloud relationships. And I have again, I've sort of experienced that with clients who have withheld information um, from the past um, to their partner. And it's absolutely um, exhausted them, and and it's clouded the relationships, uh, their relationship for many years because they've been sitting on this big secret. Yes, and I think we did an earlier podcast. I think on some concepts of gestalt 
gestalt therapy. Mm. The unfinished business. Yeah, so it's unfinished business where we don't go through the whole cycle. Mm -hmm. And unless we complete, if that cycle of like a behavior, if I'm doing something, but I stop part the way through, there's parts of me that feels that this is unfinished. We have Mm -hmm. this unfinished business. Mm -hmm. The same with secrets. We, we, are not able to fulfill that cycle. Mm-hmm. So there's part of us that, you know, this is unfinished business. Mm-hmm. So that's always there. But the question is, does this need to be finished business by disclosing this to your partner if it's something from the past? Or can you have this finished business through working through it in therapy? Yeah. So if it doesn't directly, if it's not directly to do with a relationship now, my question is, you know, is it something you need to work on yourself? Does, mm-hmm. you, does it even... Is it even relevant to your partner right now? Mm, yeah, yeah. Some things are, some things aren't. Yeah, good point. But we need to kind of think about are these things I need to work on myself or is this something you know that's important to disclose to my partner? Mm. And it's knowing that distinction about what's important in this relationship to know together and what's important for me to work on myself so that I can be in this relationship. Because sometimes it's that internal unfinished business that we need to work on so we can be present in our relationship. Mm. Sometimes disclosing it to our partner doesn't make it finished business. No. It's still this unresolved thing that we need to work through. Mm, because it's very often, it's kind of what it means to us, isn't it? More yeah. than what it means to other people, really. And what meaning we create around this. And of course, if the meaning is, oh, this is something really, really terrible that needs to be repressed at all costs, then that requires a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good. So I think um, we're going to finish off today's podcast. So thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to our podcast and head over to therelationshipmaze.com and take our free online argument quiz so you can discover your conflict style. Uh, And please tune in next week. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And also maybe just a brief call to uh, get in touch with us if there are any particular topics that you would like uh, us to discuss in our uh, podcast. We've had some suggestions before in the past and as far as possible and actually so far we've addressed them all. So do get in touch if there's a particular issue that you think, oh, I wish I'd uh, I'd like to hear a bit more about that, then let us know. Bye. Bye for now. Bye.